What's good, guys? Thank you for coming back to check out part two of Colorism. It's a good one. Nick was going in his bag, and I was jealous of his plants in the bag while we were recording. But um, it's important. Um, we did get levels in the discussion on many topics and many things because blackness is a lot. <laughs> And um, it is full of levels, so I hope you enjoy. This is part two. <clears throat> Do you hear this? Do you hear the silence? Yes, this is a space where your ad could be played about your product, where your ad could be played about your business about your show because I believe we can all be great on different shows and platforms. So if you're looking for ad space right now, your ad could be playing here instead of me talking and instead of this silence. So next time when I do an episode and you want to promote your show, your business, or your services, hit me up at shegetsitpod at gmail.com. Now back to my show. Back to my show. Don't say I never gave y'all anything. I'm giving you the space to be great. Yeah. You actually don't own it. Like, so yeah. Well, all, it, 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 and that's how many levels are in this colorism shit because colorism. Oh, we is, haven't got to the we haven't got to the meat and potatoes of this shit. <laughs> Colorism, it affects, uh, you know, the job you have or the job you might not get. It affects mm-hmm. the opportunities you get within that job. Um, oh, my God. It affects your ranking and social structures. It, you know, it, affects we, your, it affects your vocal cords. Listen, um, <laughs> skin bleaching creams, they're not offering skin bleaching creams to uh, Indian women, Hispanic women, white women. Um, self that self hate that our kids automatically have because they don't look like the kids that they go to in that private school in that good community. Um, listen, listen, we talk about child, childbirth too. Black women with uh giving birth and stuff. Listen, black women like, in America die more than other women in other third world countries. Let me tell you, brother. I mean, my sister. Um, <laughs> Let me tell you, I said brother because I remember having this conversation with my my cousin. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, "Look, man, they they don't really talk about this uh, when it comes to men too." But like, we go like we definitely go through it. Because let me tell you, um, I I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? I'm 36, no kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not married. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not trying to impress nobody. Aging basically. So yeah. so I I don't care about putting the business out there, but um for a while i was having like these this, this issue with swellingness on like from my leg my inner thigh mm-hmm. to my scrotum mm-hmm. and that shit was this shit was bothering me and it was like it gets to a point where it was just uncomfortable yeah. and i didn't have insurance um so i went to i would go to the uh i guess like the minute clinic and then after a while i would start going to like um what's a it's not like a clinic but it's like not it's not like a, a sex clinic or anything like that but it's kind of like it's Urgent like the care? low triage 
urgent care. I would go mm-hmm. to urgent care. Every time I would go, it's this conversation about, like if I talk about pain in that region, mm-hmm. it's this conversation about how many sexual members have you been with? Ooh. Like how many, when was the last time you had sex? Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time they got me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm also one of those people where it's just like, I see anything anywhere. Like, I'm like, the, oh, like if I feel like I got migraines, I got cancer. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I will definitely psych myself out mm-hmm. and get scared. So the first time, you know, I go and I would say like, hey, I'm having some problems and stuff like that. They give me medication for gonorrhea. And my dumb ass, I took the medication. Mm-hmm. Got, got sick. Cause I didn't have gonorrhea mm-hmm. and kind of, kind of jumping ahead to get, get to it, but I'll mm-hmm. get back to it. Not jumping. So jumping ahead, what was going on behind the scenes of the story is that I didn't take time to think and be like, wait a minute at this particular time, I'm not having sex like that. Mm-hmm. Like, and when I say like that, I'm talking about like, I didn't have, like when I went to the, uh, to the clinic, it had been three, three, like three or four months since I had sex and it was protected. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, but I got so scared that I was like, oh yeah, maybe I have gonorrhea. But I didn't have gonorrhea. Um, and my body, it my did. body. When it, when it comes to black people, period, men and women, when you come yeah. in for one problem and you want answers, it's a shrugging of, Ugh, just here, yeah. take this, get out my face. Yeah. yeah. And that's so, what they did. Yeah, so the second time, second time it happens, um, like I feel the pain again. It's like to the point where I can't walk. I go there and like this woman is telling me, like she's like saying, like, hey, um, do, doing the same thing. Just like, when was the last time you've been with somebody? Blah, blah, blah. And by this time, I was like, it's been six months. And mm-hmm. I was like, and, and to be honest with you, this has to be the longest, this has to be the longest case of gonorrhea. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if, if that's what you're trying to convince me that this is what it is. And it wasn't until I took that tone because mm-hmm. I was like, because I was telling her like the thing that bothers me is I'm paying for I pay for this medication. I got mm-hmm. sick the last time. Mm-hmm. Like I pay, I pay for this care. And it's like, I'm trying to tell y'all something's not right. Like y'all got me the first time, you know, but when I thought about it, I have protected sex this time. Like since then, it's been six months. Like it hurts. Like you know what I'm saying? No, it's not gonorrhea. It's gotta be something else. And so that's when I feel like she took that third wall away and she was just like, look, with you coming into urgent care, you know, coming into an urban area, they're always it's gonna an assumption. Like, yeah, they're always gonna treat it like this because this is urgent care. And she's like, for what you may be going through, and she took another look mm-hmm. and she was like, okay it may be this. And she was the first one. Eventually I got confirmation that that's what it was. It's called Vericacil. It's when like a, a certain like tube gets twisted. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I was, that's what I was feeling was that tube getting uh, twisting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, yeah, that's what that was. And so um, she was the first one to give me an idea. Like, she's like, you might want to go to a doctor. And then she explained to me, you have to go to a specialist. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? Even if you went to a ER, they might treat it the same way. And then they might treat it like this and then tell you, you need to go to um, a specialist. But my thing was like, I get that. Thank you for letting me know that because that's not how they 
were treating it. They were treating it like. Thank you for taking were, the time to treat me like a human being. Is what the fuck right. that was. Because they, yeah, because at the end, at the end, they were treating it like, is this? Here goes your brown paper bag with your gonorrhea medication and uh, follow what with. We know that's <laughs> oh. what you wanted. Here you go. Bye. <laughs> but I'm just like, man. And here it is, y'all over here giving me like a backhanded compliment. Y'all really think I'm out here having sex with that? Mm-hmm. Like, let me tell you, there's buzzards flying around this <laughs> dick right here. Like, 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 mm-hmm. like, come on, like, man, but, but also, but yeah, there's something I, I definitely want to talk about. Oh my god, something <laughs> I noticed as, as a as a uh, as a um, a black a black man, dark a darker skin tone, mm-hmm. is I'm just like. When, when these when these women um not women but when these celebrities are starting to get to a point in their careers mm-hmm. where they're having biopics mm-hmm. done and that's another thing too when i was young when i was younger the normally the biopics would happen when the person is dead this now this is an age where the biopics are like people are alive and so that now they're making requests and it's right. like and we get to choose our people <laughs> Yeah, little little Kim, little Kim was upset because Notori, mm-hmm. like uh, Notori Darkskin played her, and you was once dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, and then like who, who else? It was another thing where they wanted like a light skinned person to to play them, and I was just like, what is going on mm-hmm. with you know? They they want these lighter. Oh, Brandy wanted um, Holly from uh, Chloe and, uh, and Holly mm-hmm. or Hallie. Um, to play her and I'm just like you know kind of to your to, to your point with uh, like your mom like different stages of, of her mm-hmm, life mm-hmm. like she got darker but I'm just like Brandy I don't remember you being that like yeah like, I don't like Holly Holly looks like she's like a lighter she's like a golden brown like a, uh, she's like a a cross between like light and, and light skin and brown yeah and it's like she's so to me so like that if like if you took like a bag with hot water and like put it not too hot because we're not trying to hurt the person mm. like, but if you put that heat on her skin I would imagine that it would be red like yeah. that that to me that was never brandy I have to go back but that yeah. was never brandy I'm just like, not even on my favorite album with the doo-doo braids the dookie braids right. um, her skin tone was brown and it's beautiful brown and and I would say photography what is um, high fashion, quote unquote, has a lot to do with why dark skinned women want to, you know, make sure you put the highlights on my pictures before you release them. Make sure you do the airbrushing. Yeah. Make sure um, you use a filter. That way your photos will come out looking professional. Like what the fuck is wrong with you just taking a picture of that being your skin tone? I remember like learning what bronzer was. Mm-hmm. Which was like a pot for me at, when I learned about it. Oh, it's it's this this orange shit like yeah. you can put on them. Yeah. When I started seeing like, yo, what is that gold powder on your nose? <laughs> I was kind of it's it's bronzer. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing with bronzer on? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the same bronzer, but I'm just like, why why are you making your nose skinny? Like, uh, why are you trying to project? It's like it's like so many steps in makeup now that everybody's doing their makeup the same way that everybody looks the same way. And I don't like it. I like when, um, I want to say in the sixties and the seventies where black women really was about 
let me show you my beautiful black features and only mm. the makeup a little bit is going to highlight these features and though that was enough yeah. So now I have my seven-year-old that's in my house like, mom, don't you have makeup? I said, yes. So why you don't put on makeup? I'm not, where am I going, Anya? Like, why do I need to put on makeup? Where, mm. why do I need to put on makeup? Because you're, you're a grown-up. Just because you're a grown-up doesn't mean you have to put on makeup every day. Makeup is something yeah. you do um, for me for certain occasions. But when I leave at the house and go to Walmart, and get hella groceries or I go to Target, I'm not putting on makeup. I might put on a lip balm. I might put on lipstick. See. I might make sure my eyebrows are trimmed, but at the end of the day, that's, I'm putting up makeup. See, that's that's why, I mean, that's that's another thing too that I realized too, me being dark skin. Because mm -hmm. I think it's like something just about my personality. And of course, like, uh, I've always been introspective. I've always been like, at least had some inkling enough to know like what my my flaws or faults are like mm -hmm. I, I know that my confidence is like had it's not one of those things I'm not like an alpha like, mm -hmm. I, I'm probably I'm, I'm something else like uh but I'm not an alpha I don't but that's I feel like you're balanced I feel like you're not insecure and you're yeah. not like I'm the man I'm gonna tell you what you need to do is right. the highway you're a balance and I feel like all men should have a goal of being a balance some men right. may tell me that I'm wrong and be like alpha male is where it's at okay but for me I think men should have a balance I think what it is too is like too like um being dark skin too I think it's the same thing that like a black woman goes like a dark skin woman goes through of just being like, I feel like I have to fill the room first. And then for some reason I get put in these in these predicaments where, okay, I kind of I always kind of describe it as being like picture a, a, a bull that's grazing like by itself in the field. By itself, it's just life is good. It's not, he's not paying attention to you, he's not harming you. The moment you go slap that 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 bull he's he's gonna he's gonna charge but it's like it's not enough for you to just see that bull and see him leave him alone i feel like i you have to test always, i always yeah i have to like okay i have i have to always let you know that i'm on okay you thought i was asleep mm -hmm. you know because because they all have this no matter what facet of life no matter what like platform it is whether it's work whether it's like friends and like being out or dating you with your boys and you're dating, it's like, they have this idea of what they think like I should be, mm -hmm. um, you know, like even, even like at work, it's like, all right, Nick, um, do you have any, you have any wise words? And it's like, sometimes I'm just like, no, I don't, but I don't, <laughs> I don't want that. I don't Why want do that I have spotlight. to be the go-to person though? Right. Right. Or it's just like, or I feel like when I'm not that, because I don't, because because I come off as like, you know, happy-go-lucky, being silly, I feel like comedy and also a smile and having the reputation to make people smile. Is That's what your job now. Yeah, or that are, I feel like that is, that is better. Like you're going, you're going to be able to navigate through a crowd better. That's what you owe it almost to the people that, that you, that, get the experience you every day they're gonna they're gonna remember i think finally of the times where like you made them smile like yeah. 
that that's that's my hello that's my invitation my card is like i'm known for you know being not not being a jokester because i I put work into not being seen as that too Mm -hmm. like so i try to balance the two out but -hmm. it's like if i don't if i allow it like it's almost like i i get overlooked for not Mm -hmm. speaking up for not being assertive yeah yeah or not promoting myself not speaking up because i definitely speak up i think that's why they've token me the you know the wise wise word you have to say but like i'm not the person that's like hey me hey like yeah let me let me say something um your personality to me has always been like open i feel like i could go to him and get an answer i don't feel like he's gonna bullshit me he doesn't come off cocky or like something to prove. And at the same time, because you can be comfortable within that balance of who you are. If I were a man that was like super um, alpha and like looked at you like, oh, he not giving me enough man. He a punk or I could do this to him or I could do that. It's kind of like black men always have to balance between not being the goofy person enough to be walked on and yeah. not being the alpha male enough to be uh, stereotyped as, oh, he's going to hurt me or I don't feel safe or, you know, he Bruh. spoke to me in a way where I felt threatened. So it's always yeah. like that balance that you got to do. And sometimes Black people that look just like you will hate you for being within that balance and not understand. There's, there was this, there was this one, one guy who I would say, I'm sorry if this is, is an insult or anything like that, but there's one guy that you and I work with mm. uh, from Brooklyn, mm. <laughs> a short guy, mm. that I would say if I didn't know y'all too, I would say y'all were like at least cousins. He's, he's cause you know, he's from Brooklyn and yeah. also yeah. his, his root state goes back to Jamaica. Okay. You know, you, you know who I'm talking about? Yes, I do. <laughs> and he and I, were like we're just mortal mortal in, enemies at the time mm-hmm. like um I don't, I don't know how he feels but about me now but i don't i don't really care so he's not like an enemy to me but mm-hmm. just did not did not like the guy he didn't like me and i'm trying to figure out like the things i'm sure the things that he didn't like about me i definitely own that own that too mm-hmm. but it was just like i felt annoyed by him because i was just like man like he was like overt like mm-hmm. out there hey my name is such and such i'm from brooklyn mm-hmm. and i you know me being from the south i'm just kind of like man like it's always sound like you ragging on the south man and it's like you know what i'm saying the only thing the only thing the the south only got something to say yeah the only, reason why down, yeah the only reason why the only reason why you're down here is to get your education and so therefore like you came down here to get our education so, so basically you had to dumb it down if you will to come mm-hmm. get our education get our education. You're not going to a pro-black school in New York. You have mm-hmm. to come down here to get that education, my brother. Mm-hmm. So I got annoyed by that. But also it was like the difference between he and I was just like, you know, plus he was shorter. So he's like projecting out, outward into the world or upward. Yeah. Like I'm door, I'm, I'm such and such. I'm from mm-hmm. Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I, I hated it. Um, not just where he was, he was from Brooklyn, but it was just like, he's always, I'm such and such. Here I am. Yeah. And of course, you know, he went on his own journey. Mm-hmm. He's living a happier life. Mm-hmm. If you understand what I'm saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> he lived, he's living outward, mm-hmm. you know, with his truth. 
but I think about like I wonder sometimes like was he insecure with like who he was because like I think I was just known for just like for a number of things but people gravitated towards me mm-hmm. I didn't grab I didn't like have to go out and be like hey my name's Nick it's just like and I felt like there was times when he had to test who I was mm-hmm. because I wasn't like yo my name hey shout out my name Nick you know what I'm talking about I'm over here from Atlanta you see my cut big dog mm-hmm. up in the house cut I wasn't like that I was just you know myself and then sometimes if like you know it was we were around certain people then they were like yeah you know what I'm saying? I, had I was ex. never I had an ex around that time that was very insecure when it came to you oh really was, oh yeah and I was just like what's the problem and he was like um he was okay, I just, just feel like I just feel like you know has he ever tried to talk to you I was just like what I was like, no, he's cool. I said, what are you talking about? And I felt like because you weren't so like braggish and like in your face or in my face, so to say, and you weren't Mm. disrespectful or typical, he felt like because he knows I like eclectic people and people who are secure within themselves, that it was like sort of a threat. And sometimes how people come off to other people it can be like, I know he not doing anything like obnoxious, but his motherfucking comfortability is, is annoying. Like, I don't like, yeah, him. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I, sometimes that's what it is. Like people's comfort zone can be them being very boastful or see yeah. me, see me, see me, hear me, hear me, hear me. And it's not because they're a dick. It's just because that's the only way they know how to be comfortable within themselves is to be loud. Yeah. I feel like too, I feel like too, um, a lot of times because I, I'm not like promoting like big, mm-hmm. like alpha male uh, energy. I feel like um, a lot of times I, I do feel like I get overlooked. Even when I, I would express like at, at work, I'm like, man, you know, I've been in most, like, I can't tell you how many times it's like, they feel comfortable enough to, to have this conversation around me to tell me like who everyone is talking about, who they, who they want. But my name, I guess because I was there, my mm-hmm. name never, my name never came up. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and I think too, I was talking to like my, my brother at one point in time, mm-hmm. year be- years before I got to the arena of like, now like girls are, are choosing and stuff like that. Like there was definitely a time I went through school, like feeling like I was ugly and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. my brother was trying to, he had a conversation with me and he was like, yo, man, he introduced me to like Biggie Smalls and Jay-Z. He's mm-hmm. like, yo, man, he like, in my, my opinion, dumb motherfuckers is ugly, but they fly. You know what I'm saying? He's like, you got to He's like, you got to You got to figure, you got to figure yourself out before mm-hmm. he even knew, because my, my, my brothers are, are your complexion. My dad's your complexion. I'm the mm-hmm. only dark skin. Mm-hmm. I think that's why there was an ultra focus on my skin tone too, even mm-hmm. at an uh, early age. And like later on, I realized like, yo, man, even now, like being in Birmingham, I feel like, man, like if I rely solely on dating apps, it's why I'm single because it's like, I'm like, women don't be gravitating towards me when it's just like, I'm here alone amongst a stack. Mm-hmm. Like women gravitate towards me on a very like and this probably is why like your ex was insecure is because Mm -hmm. i'm on a personal level Mm -hmm. like you get to know me 
like you realize because because on, on that that in that argument it's like you and I not you and I but me and the woman have basically broke through all those other filters and found ourselves in the same ecosystem so mm-hmm. the women that I the woman that I'm going to like is probably going to be at the bookstore mm-hmm. like the woman that I like is going to be on a uh, like on a collegiate path or be somewhere like are doing something of of my of uh, our shared hobbies mm-hmm. um but I also I, I did have to learn too I'm like oh man I realized I think there's certain boxes that that women have for their dark-skinned men like again mm-hmm. this idea of like I'm like yo man there's some stuff I need to do because that's what that's when I like because I think when I was like working with you like I never really allowed my beard or my facial yeah my facial hair to grow mm-hmm. I was trying to figure it out trying to figure what I would look like with it but it wasn't connected and for a long time it didn't connect but I was like yo it took me back to the conversation with my brother it was like I gotta figure out the codes of what a black man, a dark skin mm-hmm. man needs to look and hit those hit those marks because a dark skin man. Okay. What? Yeah. Okay. Kids. Because I feel like yeah, I feel like if you look at um, if you look at the uh, the, the shows like you know, especially the black leading dark skin men like Malik Yoba. Beard always lined up. Beard always the brush, full, muscles. You know, I feel like that's what y'all, that's what y'all feel like as men. Like y'all feel like it's these sections that you got to check off in order to be who you are or to to be. I feel I feel I feel that I think to be no I do feel that way. I feel like to be noticed because mm-hmm. I'm like I've always been like I've either been skinny or I've had a medium build or I've been pudgy. I've never been like. <laughs> round brown mm-hmm. um but it's like it's not enough to really it's enough to blend in like oh, it's not like boom and that's why like you know what I'm saying when i be seeing like if you think about it you don't really see like a a, a lot of uh fraternity like uh frat black men like in this like regular just build it's always like and it not a, i don't want to say exaggeration but you see them yeah cute, cute dogs big dog big beard yeah muscles <laughs> it's all everything muscle. big everything you know big. waves like me like me like i was on some like okay shit man like even now like in the pandemic like it's just me because it's like man you know what i'm saying i don't want to pay for no no 20 dollar haircut but now we in the pandemic and now it's like i don't want to risk getting sick so i just yeah. shave this thing on i just shave this thing off Try to line it up as best as I can. Got the beard going, pick it out sometimes. Here I but was I, when you came on here. I was like, oh, Nick got a haircut. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I knew I was going to be doing this today. So I, I shaved it. But I feel like, uh, I feel like a black, I feel like a black man, like the dark skin man, he's got to be like, he's got to have that wave cap on. He's got to have those waves. I don't have that. Like, got to have that full beard. I ain't got that. Like, what, you know, the, um, the visuals really be tricking y'all because it's like it's all full right here, but on the side it's those beady beads. You know what I'm saying? They don't My thing. <laughs> um, every woman is different for what she goes for in a man. And to me, it's always been like I like people who are secure within who they are and who are comfortable and who are knowledgeable and who if your style is whatever the hell your style is, can nobody tell you something to make you want to let me go in the house and change it? You know what I'm saying? And for me, that's what I like because if you look at my 
my um, resume of male specimens that I've dealt with, they are of very um, different shades of brown, beautiful in their own way, tall, Let me tell you, medium. I, I still, I'm sure you showed me pictures of, of uh, Anya's father, mm -hmm. um, but I don't know what I don't I don't know what he looks like. I don't I, I don't remember any of the men that you dated. And I don't know. I know you dated That's I knew, so crazy. Knew, I don't remember not, I can't pinpoint and be like, oh yeah. yeah. And because I was never allowed I'm never allowed about who I'm with while I'm with him. Hmm? Okay. I'm not loud about who I'm with at the time. And even right now, like I could probably only show you two pictures of the five relationships I've had with men since I've been 18 and I'm 33. Like, I don't care about that shit. I care about the actual relationship being great. So when it comes to black men, I'm not, an, I'm not a woman that's like, you know, I only date black men or I'll only be in a relationship with black men. I don't care your ethnicity in order for me to be in a relationship with you or or date you whatever that is mm -hmm. are you a good person are you is your character something attractive uh do you have something that's interesting are you more than just surface and that's what it's always been for me so when uh men think like they have to fit in this square of okay this is what i'm going to achieve to look like so women will notice me it's not even that for me it's more yeah. of like if you weird i fuck with you because you weird and i it's not unex it's not expected i hate expected shit but another woman be like i don't understand them because i can't i can't fathom why they would do the odd thing instead of the thing that everybody else is doing i've never been that way so every woman is different i say do whatever the fuck you're comfortable with because ugly males, whether they're celebrities or not celebrities, they always pull women. And sometimes they pull the most amazing looking women because their confidence is A1. Um, mm -hmm. What they're into right. is A1. They fucking comfortable as fuck. Kadeem. In their, in their ugliness, if that man feels like he's ugly or the world feels like he's ugly, but I don't feel like you're ugly. I've never felt like you're ugly, but I just feel mm -hmm. like sometimes because you're so relatable, like you're like go-to and everybody's comfortable to talk to you all the time. They sort of make you feel like you're untouchable in a sense, like you're home base. Ain't nobody Yo, about to fuck or touch Nick because yeah. this is like home for us, but we could go on the outskirts of Nick and talk to people. And that's probably where you find yourself with people yeah. is being like, oh, I'm cool to talk to, but never think of me in that way of being able to it's, like go out with. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. You say that because it's like I felt that, but didn't have the words for it. Mm -hmm. But it was like, I noticed that sometimes like also because like I said, I've been in scenarios where like I would hear, you know, I would be privy to the women telling me like who they, who they, who they were into. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't on that list. And I'm thinking like, there's been times where I'll talk to a woman maybe in that group. And then 
you know, I'll, I'll be talking to them. And then they would have this we found or this found interest, this newfound interest. Oh, you date? Like, it was like they didn't, they never invested it in me enough to know like who I dated. Mm-hmm. And it was like, only when I start like coming around like with the person I date, like then that's when they want to know about like, okay, uh, all right. He does like, have a dating life. He is a human being. He does right. like to get his dick wet a little bit from time to time. Well, yeah. A lot more than you dude, but I mean, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to give you the clean version. <laughs> I just, nope. I, I don't know. Time to time. Is it, <laughs> it's, unfor- it's unfortunate that um, that's the thing, but I don't, I don't want you to try to fit in boxes for women. But see, but see I also too, I was talking to a, a friend of mine. I was like, it, now we're getting to that age of like especially with um you know 2020 COVID-19 mm-hmm. now it's like this heightened sense of like okay I'm alive I'm 36 I need to start tracing back all the things that I've been doing right mm-hmm. and some of the things I've been doing wrong because I need to keep this track record going on because I've made it this long yeah like and I, I wonder sometimes of like you know the way that I am is a special made filter for myself because yeah, I've go, I've been through some some drama now. I've allowed myself to get into certain drama with dating, but also too, I've gotten to this point of like my age where it's like, like I'm not forcing marriage. I've never even been nowhere, no no damn where near getting married. Mm-hmm. Don't even know if I will. I'm not forcing Me that because I don't either. Yeah, because I don't force it because it's not something that's like prominent, like on, on like uh on my list of things to do. Like, I wonder if that's a, is that a filter? Like, that I haven't gone through that, like, my other friends have gone through? Or, like, because I'm such a point A to point B person, um, mm-hmm. or point A, or basically, really, I think what's more, what is more um, relatable, I think, is point A to point C. Because I'm a point A to point C person, if I'm not at home, if I'm not at work, I'm in transit, I'm B getting mm-hmm. to one one or the two or mm-hmm. i'm at b is maybe the grocery store or wherever i'm going like whether that like earlier today you know i left the place i mean i left my apartment just to go to the art store and then and then i came back because i feel I like i feel like relationship wise you might find yourself in a relationship with the woman that you care about both of y'all are equally engulfed in what y'all thing is y'all merge, y'all lives merge together. And it's not going to be like, you know, if we spend two years together by year two and a half, I want to, I want you to propose to me. It's not going to be that. It's going to be like, y'all might wake up one day, eat breakfast and be like, that's, yeah, I feel that's, like getting married today. All right, we could do yeah. that. And it's going to be very calm. And it's going to be like, okay, we did that. That is our, yeah we did this together it's not gonna be no we're getting married i got married look at the ring bitch it's not gonna be none of that and i don't and know i feel I like that's okay yeah i don't know if it's like because people will try to say like it's your your zodiac sign i'm, I'm a tourist um or, or <laughs> it's your <laughs> your personality but it's like it's not that i i don't have a problem with commit uh commitment i do yeah. better when it's when it's monogamous and it's commit uh, committed, yeah. but I have a problem with pinpointing plans and being locked. <laughs> Black Sun's not okay. <laughs> 
please check out She Gets It Shop on Teespring. The website is in the description for the show. All right. I got merch on there for the show for those who would like to wear their support or show their support that way. You can support the She Gets It show and podcast and merch on that website. And if you can't get the website, just remember www.whoisshan.com and you can support me on other shows too and other places to shop for merch. Let's get back to the show. Okay. I I I can't you like for instance you will get nowhere if you're trying to sell. Sometimes I have made like rash financial decisions or like even got I got my dog based upon a level of pressure because mm-hmm. someone ahead of someone ahead of the line wanted wanted him and mm-hmm. I was like oh no I'm getting him I got yeah. him <laughs> like yeah. but for the most part like um when it comes when it comes to like making decisions on the fly like a, a person could sell try to sell me something and if it's like way above what I was like comfortable with I will I just I won't go like I have to I'm almost okay enough to miss the opportunity to watch you go through the opportunity. Did it work out for you? Okay, I'll do it next time. Like, I just, so like, if I get into like, a, I can't get into a relationship where it's like a woman comes with a list of, so I want marriage by this time. This is, I'm just kind of like, not to say that I, I'm not, uh, maybe that is some level of commitment. I will get into that relationship. I yeah. won't waste her time, but it's just like, I, if you're asking me when, if I think about it during the relationship, no. Yeah. I mean, I think about it sometimes and I wonder if you think about it, but I'm not, don't ever think that like, uh, I'm like, okay, yo, man, talking to ha- Hakeem, um, talking to Jason and my boys, okay, yo, man, so uh, yeah. we need to go shopping for this ring, figure Mm-mm. out what her ring, I'm not one of those guys. I'm like, yo, year one was good? Okay. That's scary as fuck. Like, I don't, and that's the thing. I don't think I will ever be comfortable walking into a jewelry store with anybody I'm with. Don't, don't even give me like an inkling of that's a thought. I don't want to know. Do that privately when I'm working and you're off by yourself. And I don't, I don't want to know, like, don't tease me with the idea of this thing and we have not discussed it. I think all my moves are going to be discussion-based. All my changes are going to be discussion-based. It's not going to be no, all right, I have announcements to make or this is what we're doing. Like, And I tell my closest friends this, I said, if I ever get stupid and get married to an individual in life, Mm -hmm. there, there there probably won't be any ring there will probably be like a contract of lots of land or acres paid for by both of us. And mm-hmm. we'll probably elope somewhere quietly with just me and that person. And we'll probably live five plus years married without anybody knowing because that shit is not a big deal to me. I think yeah. more of the union and, and the compassion and the, the want to be with that person specifically and pour into each other is way more uh, important than a ring right and right. so and so when I say that people like 
I'll be so pissed at you if you got married and you didn't tell me why why is that like the thing and so it's a I really think it's about you understanding your person and that person understanding like this is the shit I'm with and this is not the shit I'm with and if you tell me what time you want to do x y and z and I'm supposed to get ready I'm not coming not because I can't come I'm purposely choosing to not come because you're not in this relationship by yourself. You're in this relationship with me. So you'll never be able to tell me when to go. Right. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Interesting. But yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's definitely crazy. Like, I think, I feel because like, I am, I am dark skinned. It's just like, there's like always been this ultra focus on who I did. Even like to the point where I was saying like, yeah, yeah, it's not until like I show up with someone that the I've heard or I've experienced girls like, oh Nick. So, you know, now they're asking me who I'm with. Or then that's when I find out, oh, did you did you know that such and such like Khadija had like a crush on you? No, I did not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, did she think that I was like a, a eunuch or something like that? Like, because like to your point, I'm so relatable. Yeah. And I guess not non-threatening. Mm-hmm. That also too, on the flip side of that too, with my relationship, I think my guy friends know me enough to know like what I'm into. But I feel like the guy, the, the alpha male who doesn't really take time to get to know mm-hmm. me or who who thinks on the the uh prehistoric way of thinking things. Um often might think like oh oh i've always had this like oh it's nick gay i'm like what vibes am i giving out other than okay you don't see me trying to like spit game to chantal like or you're not always trying to come over and start the conversation with your dick on the table i feel like that's to me that would tell me or give me the inkling that someone is shooting for the other team because they feel like they have to be so excessive with it i hate that shit okay i hate that shit like uh like our Brooklyn friend. <laughs> in the past, in the past, um <laughs> I used to purposely, especially in college, tell openly, not because they asked, just share. Nigga, I had the best fucking last night. When that nigga put that dick such and such and just say it openly in the computer lab, just to let that man know that. I don't, I don't like you that way. And I'm going to tell you about how good I had it. You know, just to check them, just to be like, you don't even have to act smooth for me. You don't have to give me no, no compliments or nothing. Let me tell you the great dicking I had yesterday, just to check you, to put you in your place. And I, I used to do that with complete strangers that I knew were trying to, you know, uh, get me in that way or possibly talk to me or um want my number i do it to my brother's um workers that work at his shop like never we're not ever going to ever be on that level and that was like my defense mechanism to keep males in their position and not in that way for me because it's just not gonna work and it worked for me so i used to do that a lot so I don't know if other women do it, but that was like my thing. But at the same time, I don't like people who put on for me. I don't like to know that you're going out your way to put on for me. Whatever you do consistently in your actions, I'm peeping it. I'm a peep it. Yeah. 
And that's all I need. I don't need you to be making an elaborate statement or announcement that this is what it is and I'm doing this for such and such. Who are you doing it for? You're not doing it for me. This is why I'm so fucking confused about couples who get on Instagram and do the ass poses and the bend overs for complete strangers, even the silhouette challenge for complete strangers and you happy in your marriage or, you know, your husband's happy, but he over here, you know, doing thirst traps for other women and you know, other women are going to hit that DM. What is that for? I I think like, I think like there's a certain level of thinking that like, that's what they want. They don't want no. They don't want no man or woman. Don't want. It's like they. They. Some. Some. It's not some women, but there's a certain level of drama that a person's willing to go through. Like, is that a kink? Yeah. I think for some some people, not for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, like, I, I, I just like peace. Like, I like a man that is very handsome and has potential days to be fucking sexy, but he don't know it. Yeah. Like I be yeah. I, I like I like to look at a man and be like, damn, if he wore this and he had a tailor to do that and um he trimmed his beard up. Oh yeah, he'd be yeah. It. be it for everybody, but <laughs> secretly, bitches, he's it for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I that's how I like my man. I like the seek the the sneakiness of that man being a woman's everything. But he's my everything because nobody sees the potential like I see it. Um, I like you said earlier about that pretty boy shit. Yeah, I would never, never be with a man that looks like it's gonna take him longer to get ready than you. And I have been with someone who took longer to get ready than me, and I'm just like, oh no, this is no go. So you, so you, you would have been with ODB back in the days. Yeah, baby, I like raw. Okay, so DB gave me very Kodak Black vibes of face. I don't think I could go that far, but I could. I think it was. I think it was his mind because he's he's a Brooklyn. He's he's another Brooklyn nigga. Yeah, they're not really known for the the looks. Sorry, but I like a man that likes, you know, a clean appearance, but not like pretty boy clean. If that makes sense. Oh, yo, ODB had this skit, man. Um, and again, you know, this this is coming This is coming from an era of, like, everything was, like, it was art. Everything that they did. Mm-hmm. And the skits were different. There was a skit, I forget which album. I think it's the 36 Chambers, Return to the 36 Chambers, the Dirty Version. And there's a skit where, like, there's these women, I guess they were, like, either at the park or on this brownstone on a stoop. And they 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 uh, survey and watching the men coming by, and they're looking at this 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 one particular guy, and they're just like, oh man, he's so beautiful, damn, he's fine. And then ODB comes up, and you can hear ODB like screaming across the street, and this one girl's like, oh my god, like that dude is ugly, and this one girl's like, oh my god, nah, that brother, he's <laughs> fine, he's sexy, and they're like, yo, what the fuck are you thinking, Sherelle? And they they were like, yo, we don't. You don't see what I see, and they're like, "Yeah, because you wear glasses." It was just like, I, but that shit stuck out to me. I'm like, "Yo, I felt like OD, like I was not to say I was like crusty and dusty and like what wicked like ODB, but I'm like, that's how the ladies see me." You know? What don't saying? get like, me wrong. There are <laughs> women out here that go for ugly cute. Like that's the thing, ugly cute. You always pick out the ugly man with the secret 
invisible fine features that nobody else sees but you i have that friend and that's just what she likes and she'll be like ain't he cute i'm just like girl where um but that's just her thing but i don't know like people are different um and it's always going to be i think everybody can get somebody but everybody every woman's reason is is different but when it comes to like colorism that's just something that works where you know maybe someone's skin tone might make them cute everything else about them could be ugly including personality but that skin tone is enough or their hair their, the way that their hair is curly is enough or the way that their yeah. hair is straight or long is enough and i think that's just a thing that we always have to deal with and a lot of times in this system, living in America especially, the way that you get punished or you get, uh, you know, your court hearings may go is because of your complexion. Mm-hmm. Because it's still oh, yeah. that it's still that thing of like dark black men are yeah. are controlling, um, uh, scary, but yet you'll have white people that got motherfucking tigers in their house as pets and and bears that they like to you know brush in in the middle of the forest somewhere and they feel comfortable it's this mindset that black men are still supposed to be feared uh um and challenged and punished because you came out this dark versus if you were a a a light-skinned black man on the stand and that's still a thing i think that's still how the beauty uh, systems see beauty where the lighter, the better, the darker. Um, you'll get in if people want to have a dark token person, um, uh, but it's really hard for the in-betweeners. Like you have to have something. There's been times where I'll be looking at like these uh, these runway shows and shit, mm-hmm. and it's like, be what, especially with, with the the Italian and the French houses, and it's like, yo. They they put the weirdest and ugliest outfit on this prominent dark black woman. Yep. Like what the like, a like a billboard of just weirdness like with the outfit. I'm just like what the mm-hmm. fuck is this? Mm-hmm. But that's just how they. That's how they. I don't know. It's either and, and it's either they put them last as a last showing or the first showing or in the middle to go ahead and grab the audience back. It's kind of like we're used as a bookmark for look at me, look at me, look at me, but don't look at me in the ways of this is a standard of beauty. Look at me because, oh my God, yeah. did you see that? I don't understand it. Look at her. And it's kind of like, yeah. fuck. And they, and, and because they knew to the, to the conversation, I feel like they think like, they, they think that like what we, what we want is because what they hear is like, you know, visibility we want visibility and so to, for them they go for the i guess the extreme of that visibility so let's get the blackest person yeah the darkest person yeah. you know and i feel like when it comes to, to or let's get the lightest person like you know that's why like sometimes it's like this niche, uh this niche or this this taboo that they gotta have too like if they if it's not the really black person it's let's go ahead and get the um man the, the word escaping um what is it it's the albino the albino i buy albino sometimes that is also a thing that they do where they get a token albino person to be in their brand right it's like it's, it's, it's weird it's i don't know weird. 
I just want to see, I want to see all shades of, of Black people and people who are dark-skinned that are from Honduras, that are darker than you and I, um, get like- My grandmother. Listen. My grandmother from Honduras. Listen, a fair representation of um, this too is beauty and this too is okay. And don't judge me just because my skin is this, is this way. I don't think I'll ever see it in my lifetime. And I hope that my kids will grow up to see it because by that time, the people in um, politic, politics seats will change because the people that we have as politicians right now that are getting paid those million dollar salaries right now were born in the 40s and the fucking 50s so they still think at right. that time that's why shit that's why change that's why that's why they that's why they keep they keep the the dog that is the trump supporters on that leash they won't let they won't let it go yeah because that that old because those people they still want they're the only ones that not the only ones but there there are a group of people that want to keep it us on a, a certain old doctrine of doing things. Yes. With this, yeah. with this new, with this new like fever of, of like, um, what's the word? A privilege. So it's like it's because some of it is like if you think about it, think back to this, this doesn't even make structurally. This doesn't even make sense anymore. Yeah. Like they know it doesn't stuff. make sense, but because yeah. they want this, this, this. Uh, appeal of being better or being greater. Let's leave it. Let's leave it. I don't give a fuck how how much is falling apart, how wrong it is, how it doesn't make sense. But let's leave it. Yeah. And that's what kept this orange fool in office for so long because they did not yeah. want to see that their stupid asses made a dumb decision based upon uh, standards that were not going to benefit them in the long run, right? So now he's not in office and they're still scrambling to hold on to what they still right. are about to do. How my, my, how is this man, think about this, this man that has no political career outside of this position that he holds. He A is joke. not, yeah, he is not stepping down or like, yeah, stepping down and then going back to politics. No, like, but how is this man you guys are so afraid of letting him go and here it is like someone like mitch mcconnell who has years <laughs> years in in politics someone like lindsey graham has years in politics ted cruz this is what they do years of it and they they have to hold on to this man because it's not even about the man it's the people behind it. it's the people that support him that they want to keep and the thing about it is, if you think about like their lifestyle, you you might think on the surface that what they what they like their fundamentals and their and what they believe in is aligned to you, but their lifestyles are so different. Yeah, you but yeah, you might you 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 might be able to get them and say, oh yeah, we're we're second amenders. We're we we love we believe you should hold guns too. However, I live differently than you uh Tylee or uh whatever like uh Joseph Lee like mm -hmm. in rural America I live in you know what I'm saying I live in in, in a mansion mm -hmm. you live in you know in a cornfield but you're a Trump supporter and mm -hmm. you're a Republican yeah. it's like 
your light, but also too, if we go ahead and shed, shed a light on this, oh, but you don't want government involvement. That's why you're a Republican, but you get um, government assistance for your farm, sir. You can't have but, it both ways. But you got a problem with, with Taisha and her Listen. family. And always pointed out, like, you know, they're living off the government. They're living off the government. But, you know, majority. Not how y'all, not how y'all living off the government. Listen, like worse. Like worse. Like you, like you, like what level of government did you use to get away with not paying your taxes, sir? Listen, that's what separates the rich in America. Not that you deserve more because you know more or you came from more you are educated and knowledgeable about the ways that you can keep more separated from people who do not have the education on how they can keep more of their money. It's kind of like when you do your taxes, the poorer you are, the more you're going to get back because you're not knowledgeable of how you can keep your money and balance it throughout the year to make sure you're getting that tax throughout the year. So people mm-hmm. who are poor, those who do not have the education, get excited about um, March, April coming up because they're getting all that money back that they should have used and utilized throughout the year. And it's about education. Do you balance out in the year? And what accounts do you put your money in in order to make sure your money grows for you in the long term instead of you spending it on shit where you're going to go broke in like two months? So it's about education, but we can't get the proper education if we're still stuck on the same old bullshit stemming from this colorism shit and this racial shit and this, yeah, you do not deserve shit. And, you know, let's redline these communities and let's make sure they don't have schools and let's make sure they don't have jobs and, and no playgrounds to be at. And, you know, they're going to scramble yeah. on how to eat. So what do you think they're going to do? They're going to do the worst things and, and have, other issues on how they get money and they live. What, what, what be killing me down here is like, um, because here, like in Birmingham, in Birmingham, it's like it's not. I don't want to say like it's segregated because there's no law that mm-hmm. segregates us. Um, and it, you definitely see an integration of black and, and, and whites mm-hmm. in certain areas, but it's like as far as white neighborhoods don't really be resembling. The black neighborhoods, whereas like in Stone Mountain, like like if for instance you go in and and uh you go to Sandy Springs, mm-hmm. you see you see a certain type of house and you know, damn. yeah. You go to Stone Mountain, you see a ter- certain type of house, you'd be like, damn, yeah. like they got a black suburbs in in uh in Atlanta, they got mm-hmm. white suburbs, probably mm-hmm. more white suburbs, mm-hmm. but they got like black suburbs you go further down uh, cascade in college park yeah. you'd be like what yeah. the fuck <laughs> yeah little, yeah little burn yeah. like you you got you know black places hell hell little burn and Gwinnett, man they got some some suburban areas with this with this hispanics mm-hmm. like a, a hispanic suburb uh, mm-hmm. uh suburb but like here it's kind of like man like you have like you have like um what is it? Mountain Brook, and then you have Inslee. It's like they look totally like different, and mm-hmm. it's like you always hear like older white people being like, you know, Inslee used to be a nice neighborhood. You know, I grew up in Inslee, mm-hmm. but now, but now Inslee is like they don't they don't take pride in, in, in it. And, and it, and I've lived in Inslee mm-hmm. since I've been here, and it is 
rough and it is like you know i you literally because you know i I don't i don't have car here so it's like i would literally be like walking up the street and hear someone dumping trash out their car in the middle of the street or like throwing like yeah they don't care Mm -hmm. and i get the whole argument but also too it's kind of like well remember what were you there for what happened in tulsa like Mm -hmm. so you're saying like us take pride where there was a time where every time black people have took pride with Tulsa being one of the six places that black people have took pride in their community it was torn down it was demolished it was bombed and nobody wants to talk about that as that being a pivotal problem and why um things went bankrupt and what people don't even want to talk about the fact of what is the reason behind black people not trusting banks um it's funny you say that because like for instance like you know they talk about land and us taking pride and stuff i was re- i was watch i watched this segment on uh, on vice where um there's this i forget the name of uh of this practice that people do but it's when um it's called i think land rich mm-hmm. something like that where it's like you have land like for instance, Inslee, the neighborhood that, that I live uh, that I lived in, mm-hmm. I think it's located on the west side. The the person that I was dating at the time, his her father had a um, they had a house. Mm-hmm. And this particular family, he was like, when 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 I speak to you, I will be referencing different properties. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to think that we're wealthy. It's like, no, we're not. This is generational. Of, of property um, but I don't want you to think we're wealthy because we have mass property it's just that people you know they own their houses they pass away they they uh, they give it to other family members and I think that's another reason why like that particular neighborhood in Inslee where it's like you know houses are not kept or houses are, are burned down and stuff and it's like the grandchildren when they get towards uh when they get to this land it's like they they're not taking care of it or whatever but um I was re- I was I saw the segment and it's almost the same thing where like but like in South Carolina they actually have land so not only is it the property on the land um, but it's actually own the the land and several members of the family owns it um, are inherited and so mm-hmm. there's this method that like uh, you know mostly like these white men were doing is they would go. And they would go to the phone book, find out who owns the land, find out the family, and then specifically look for. So, like, say, for instance, let's take my family, for example, um, or uh, use them in this hypothetical. So, they would go and they would see Murray. Like, so the Murrays own this, this, uh, this high acreage of land. Mm-hmm. But then, what they would do is they would go through the phone book or go through and find the Murrays that live outside this city or uh, live outside this, uh, this town. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a, a Murray that lives in Atlanta and doesn't live, doesn't live in Aiken, Georgia or Macon, Georgia, but lives in Atlanta. So he lives far away, so he's not thinking about it. That land means nothing to him. He doesn't live on it. Mm-hmm. And, there's sev- and there's several other members of the family as well. So I'm not really coming to buy the land from you because I know that you don't own the land 100%. I'm just, I just want your portion. 
And they, that's what they do. They start off small, they go and they collect or they pay out, um, they, they pay out certain uh, family members. Who and by the time, pay? yeah. And so by the time, and I think there's um, a law when it, I guess, come to the business, if, well, if you own a, uh, yeah, if you own a majority of the land, you can sell mm-hmm. that your, 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 your side and you can almost force the, the minority. So if you make them, if you take your time out, if you make this family, that's the majority owner. And because there's many different owners of this land and you buy them out little by little, you will start to have the majority of them and you will make them, them, them the minority. It's not you can do because you can't stop you know what I'm saying, James or Leroy or, 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 or Nick or whatever, you can't stop all your family members from selling because mm-hmm. you got to get, you basically got to get all your family members to present or come up with a contract to basically make the, the heirs of this land like one or two people who has the majority of it. Or you guys have, have to, when you guys all have a portion of it, y'all all selling it off and now this person's got the majority. And that's some shit that happens. It, it, it's not known, but it's some silent shit. Like it's an auction, like because- And again, we, like, we have to be loud about it. Shout out to Cherie. She just bought back her grandmother's house in Milwaukee, right. I think. And yeah. um, we have to be loud about it and find the value in ownership and talk yeah. about the value of ownership with your kids. So if you can't, because of where you work and what bills you have, they have like a, a super head start on starting to yeah. be able to buy back their family homes because that's how a lot of families in New York have gained millions of dollars for generations is by owning property and selling it off when it makes sense to buy more property or keeping it within the family. And that's a worry that Majority of Black people, I love the fact that we're getting out of the habit of kicking our kids out at 18 or 16 um, because we want, you know, I'm done. Like, I did my part. Like, your kids are way more stable in life when they can adult in a a, a not forced way, when they don't come out into the world not knowing and not being knowledgeable of debt and 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 renting and what are the benefits in owning and just like step that as you need to by the time they're like 25 27 they're more stable in life and have a better footing as to ownership and there's nothing wrong with being at home with your parents there's nothing wrong with living with your family like other cultures do it and they don't leave the house until they can buy a house until they can own some shit, until they can own their own businesses. And we had to get in the habit of doing that, but we could be here all day talking about this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what, is, what is your hope as far as like colorism goes before we get out of here? Um, I guess like my hope is that like, you know, it starts to not really be a thing. Um, mm-hmm. It stops being a thing I don't think it'll fully go go away but I think that my hope is that that we all start to relearn like the knowledge of self because mm. that that's when it will go away and we also will hold ourselves um 
accountable because I I have been, you know, privileged enough to have said something and had an older person be like, hey, retune what you thinking. I remember like I, I still out of habit still refer to myself as a black man. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I did have someone, at least I could go to in my grave saying I did have an older man tell me, hey, you know that's a political term, right? And like mm-hmm. broke that down for me, like, you know, he just he we can go on for days about like that I that that thought process. But mm-hmm. again, I think what I got from that conversation was a knowledge itself. And so yep. I hope that like you know, as we all start to go through this moment of time of watching people become awake for the first time, mm-hmm. that we don't forget that too. We we also have some things that as we're as we're protesting outside in these neighborhoods that we bring it back home, and we also do some relearning ourselves of of uh you know just black pride um, because that's when that 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 stuff will go away because we'll start checking and, and it's crazy. That, you know we're saying this because also like you know Danny Lee you know she got checked hard for yellow bone mm-hmm. and it's like okay like yeah we did that in-house you know mm-hmm. we had you know we we checked her in I, I you know I didn't know this I thought I always assumed that she had like one member of her fam of her parentage was black but no she's I think she's like some some level some his, some heritage of Spanish or Hispanic mm-hmm. or Dominican mm-hmm. but it was just like you know man um so she got checked hard for that mm-hmm. and so like I, I look more for that of us being like hey and you're seeing more of it of people mm-hmm. just being like yo relearning some stuff even women holding uh black men accountable with hey that's toxic mas- masculinity right mm-hmm. there so i i hope that like we continue to like um get a sense of knowledge and self and be like educating each other educating ourselves because that's that's when we're gonna eradicate that 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 level i think it's always going to be there but mm-hmm. the more and more like you were saying like massaging that muscle once mm-hmm. we you know get that muscle strong we're gonna be able to unabashedly say hey man like what you just said was like that's fucked up we gotta hold yeah. you accountable or it'd be like i want it to be like colorism um uh, 1923 to 2021 right. 2021 we don't that's a thing of the past or oh you made a you said a whole word like heat don't nobody use heat no more you know we say this yeah, now yeah. like I want it to be that I don't want my kids to have to teach their kids about colorism anymore unless they're researching it um but I just want it and know everything that pertains to it kind of like a weed you can cut the top of a weed all you want, but if you don't get that shit at the root and then put down some weed killer, that shit is going to grow back. I want us yeah. to figure out how to chop that thing down from where it's at and, and attack the root of it with a, whatever weed killer we have because it's not going to make sense. I'm, and I'm that's why I'm very welcoming of, I love Black people loving on Black people. But I do yeah. also equally love this. And I know people are going to be like, what? I love the fact that different races are coming together and creating life with different races also. Because once we get to a point where it makes no sense what I am, I'm human. And yeah. it makes no sense what my parents are, I'm human. I think it's going to be dumb to be like, you're not black enough or you, you, you're you discriminating against me because I'm black. 
I'm more yeah, than just I, black. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's funny because like I, I I've always argued about like being considered millennial because I just like feel like that's such a like a bad term. But it's 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 crazy because I guess one of the things about being millennial is like it's uh generation Z and it's kinda like we're growing up at the same time at, as them. Um mm-hmm. Or we're experiencing things at the same time and like watching them now is kind of like it's crazy because it's like that level of just like wokeness if you will or just being aware it's like i feel like man like going forward like they, they they've got some things together where it's like yeah it's going to get to that point where like hey you need to respect all walks of life all mm-hmm all humanage all i just made a word but all humanage I like humanage. humanage. let me stick my humanage in yeah 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 um (laughs) excuse my human humanage uh voice um but yeah i i think that like even now like you know people are starting to like you can't have black pride without having a conversation within the black diaspora about trans life or uh you know uh lgbt mm-hmm. um q plus um mm-hmm. you, you can't have these conversations without having these other these other conversations are even the conversation of like hey black women are showing up for for black men black men are y'all showing up for white uh, are showing up for women not white mm-hmm. women but showing up for black women mm-hmm. <laughs> <Snip>. um <laughs> I've heard I heard that too like I, I felt that because as we're talking about in, in this time like we were talking about you know we're all talking about George George Floyd and things going on I you know I was reading this um, other article uh, with these, uh, these, these sisters and they was talking about like hey you know black women show up for black men all the time but mm. we need black men to show up for us and so I feel like you know we're in this in this age of accountability, um, mm-hmm. and it's great too because it's like we're starting to change the um, the words a little bit. Where it's like, which you know, counter like instead of colorism, accountability instead mm-hmm. of racism. Because I feel like you know, racism and all that stuff they all they're byproducts of each other. Like colorism is a byproduct of, of racism. Mm-hmm. racism was is, is white folks colorism is the, the shit that 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 it's it's the grease from the racism that like now that we have in our system it's that inner shit that like it's like we either put ourselves on pedestal because she's light which mm-hmm. means she's which rhymes with white mm-hmm. or she's like or you know we we put them down because it, they're dark um and so I feel like we could be talking about this forever, but yeah. I know. (laughs) Nick, tell these people where to find you. Um, You can find me at darkskindrake underscore underscore. Um, (laughs) Look at all that colorism in his name. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, like, that shit is real because I was like, I don't want to be like, you know how people be like, yo, I'm the black version of you know what I'm saying? I'm the black version of, of a white man. No, I'm yeah. dark skin Drake. No, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm the dark yeah. skin version of him. Um, but yeah, dark skin Drake underscore underscore. 
um that's where you can find me you know he's a plant connoisseur if y'all could see these motherfucking collage of like live living happy 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 plants behind nick in his home it's amazing i'm jealous but um i'm not there yet i'm not there on my plantage yet i have a yo you got hella sun though i do have good sun in my house i will say that but you just you killing me right now with these plants right now do you talk to your plants um i i do not i don't talk to them i name them though People say that all the people ask me that all the time. I don't talk to them. I I, I name them though. Oh wow! And your yeah. dog doesn't touch your plants. Um, he definitely does. Okay, he definitely does. Um, there's 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 this one right right here. Mm-hmm. where I was looking at, I was like, man, this shit look kind of weird. If you look at this, yeah, like that's him ripping that off. Him, oh, no. he just and it was it was uh floor level, and he was just snipping at it like it was like food mm. like i'm just gonna not so there's it's crazy they were all looking like like this like shooting yeah. out now they're just little snubs because they scared them just get a goddamn dog well well um thank you for doing this i i feel like there's like 10 more topics we could do from what we discussed because uh oh, yeah. colorism is layered but um mm-hmm. i got you you're not going anywhere i'm here you're here we'll be back yeah, yeah. We'll be back. Yes, we will. All we right. will. All right. All right, Nick motherfucking Murray. You have a good night. All right. All right, Chantal. Thank you. you have a good one. Yep. Bye. Yep. Bye.